This episode contains spoilers for the first half of Geostorm. Uh, but don't you worry, because it contains no spoilers for the second half. We haven't seen the second half, Joseph. Why? Because we are... That is right, we are the Walkout Boys. Two boys who each week go and see a brand new release film and leave it halfway through. We talk about the first half, we make up the second. That's right, my name is Nick Sampson. I'm Joseph Moore. And this week, almost perfect. (laughs) This week, uh, we went to see half of Geostorm, the movie that was, I assume, made about 10 years ago um, and kept in a vault until today. You're not. Uh, you're close to not wrong on that. It was made about four years ago, I think. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> literally, yeah. And they, I think they got a new director to try and make it again using some of what they had. And the results uh, show. Geostorm is... It's about a... It's, about, it's not your granddaddy's storm. No, it's not it's, even... Storms as you and I know them, Nick, uh, were made by God. Yeah. These storms made by satellites. God's finest creation. Uh, so the film begins with a very quick, unconvoluted uh, recap of the last three years by a small girl. And the film set, I think, in 2020. And she quickly recaps that uh, in 2019, storms were getting worse than ever. Something that rings uh, almost too true. And uh, luckily... Yeah, this this film is a little close to the bone. <laughs> uh, if you're worried about climate change, uh, look away. Yeah. And so this girl is saying, hey, guess what? The storms were getting pretty bad. Luckily, uh, UN, the country stock footage of UN, decided to fight the storms. And they started an elite team of 17 countries, led by Gerard Butler, who invented a million satellites. Yeah, he, I think he came up with the idea that you know, why just have one satellite when you could have a million? So he invented a system where a million satellites surround the Earth at all times and using lasers? No, lasers, missiles. And bullets. Bullets. They shoot storms (laughs) out of the sky to keep you and I safe. And you might be thinking, a perfect system. Well. Why why show us a movie? (laughs) Where's the conflict going to come from a fully functioning perfect system? Of a million satellites positioned all around the world shooting lasers at storms. Um, well, uh, something's going wrong with this um, web of satellites, and they are starting to go rogue. And geostorm um, places that shouldn't be geostormed. Yes, and then it was halftime. <laughs> yeah, because ah oh, man, we saw it, that. Well, basically, what Nick just described. Is from a minute into the film until uh, I got till, say, till uh, fifty-four minutes and a half, which is when we walked out. Geostorm keeps its geo cards very close to its geo chest because we didn't see anything. We didn't see a single storm. We were in it's the- not a fucking one fucking storm in the first half of the. They better have. They better have a big fucking storm in the second half because Jesus, we all we saw was an hour of, as you said, space admin. <laughs> Dudes checking their computers, joking about the length of their tires, and going backwards and forwards from space to fix uh, like bits of satellite. Yeah, uh, I think there seemed to be a plot brewing about the satellites getting hacked and maybe a, like a terrorist or something. Who's, to, who knows? But, but <laughs> we definitely didn't meet any villains or adversaries along the way. No, we saw one guy walk into a room and he had a scar uh, below his eye, which, you know. 
Oh, he's he bad. I don't want to make assumptions, but I guess he's uh, angry at some. I don't know who's angry at who in in this film. <laughs> no one has any motive. Everyone has a lot of emails, um, <laughs> and they got to check them. The movie tried very hard to be like a, a a Michael Bay film, and it's rare that you long for a Michael Bay film. But I was doing so in this. They, they there was lots of shots set uh, against sunset. Um, in in Florida or similar, yeah. Um, you know, kind of big tracking shots of a helicopter going in slow motion, but then that helicopter would then fly to space, and someone would check an email. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a lot of scenes where like five people would walk into a room, and only Gerard Butler would say like two lines, and then all five of them would just turn uh, right around and walk out yeah, of the room. You, there was a lot like of... they didn't have the other side of the set to. Definitely, and no one told them you can start a scene with everyone already in the room. <laughs> yeah, the every, every oh man. So like, let's try and sum up the characters. So we've got Jared Butler, who is James Lawson. Yeah, oh good, good memory. Thank you. He is the greatest scientist in the world. Mm. Um, and it starts with him getting out of a cab, and 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 and. The doorman says, "Like, oh man, you're James Lawson. You are the greatest scientist in the world. You built the the Geostorm Skynet satellite." And he's like, uh, yeah, "That's me. I'm he's, he's like, "Man, you invented like tornadoes, zap, yeah, <laughs> hurricanes, zap, <laughs> monsoon, zap." And then, and he goes, "Man, if you ever want anything, just ask me." And Gerard uh, Butler immediately takes the man's tie. Um, steals his tie and goes into a Congress hearing where he, hearing where he is uh, very, uh, very uh, uh, full of himself. Yes, well... And continues to be... He has every right to be, though, doesn't he? Because all the uh, red tape around him is stopping him from doing his science job. Which is... Be the boss of the zap machine? Create the bullets to shoot at storms. Um, but he gets fired by his own... Weasley brother. Oh, his brother is the worst. His brother, of course, is dating a Secret Service agent. Yeah. Who I assume um, has to keep on her steely, emotionless Secret Service uh, facade at home because there is no chemistry, there less chemistry, I think, than any on-screen pairing I've ever seen. Yeah. There are two very long conversations about ties in this film, and they are both like meant to be very sexy and they are very much just about ties Leah, i think they um the, the writer of the show was a real hang-up about tie etiquette <laughs> like the to think that uh jared butler would need a tie at a congress hearing i mean he built he built the geostorm satellites yeah let him do what he wants if you show up he's if you show up without a tie i'm sure the congress hearing will go ahead so the Geostorm uh, satellites start, start, he gets fired and the Geostorm satellites start to malfunction. And this is three years later. And we find that in Afghanistan, a village in the middle of the desert has been frozen solid. It is very funny to look at. Uh, and it's just lots of like donkeys <laughs> covered in ice. Um uh, and that shouldn't be. That's not normal. No. Uh, um, and uh, they're very worried. And they're worried uh, about the state of this incredibly powerful world-ending machine. Um, and they say, the, the younger brother says, well, we've got to go up and fix it. And the president of the United States says, okay, you can send one guy. <laughs> Which is like, 
send a few more guys. This is pretty important stuff, right? Like, this is like, uh, uh, the sun's going out. Send one guy. Send, you, send, you can spare a few well, more guys. Well, luckily, Nick, there's one guy who is perfectly capable of this, and it's uh, Mr. Geostorm himself, Jerry Butler. He's living in Florida with his young daughter, who's the girl from Annabelle Creation. Oh, really? Yeah. She was great. She's really good. She is outacting everybody in the film, like, in a deep way. Uh, she cries. She has, like, a, a big emotional parting with Jerry Butler as he leaves her for space. And <laughs> she does. She belongs in yeah. a much better film. She she has to really work with, you know, dialogue like, Daddy, are you going to space again? Like, and she nails it. Yeah. And anyways, <laughs> Jerry Butler goes back to space where he hangs out on the space station with check some emails yeah with uh, a, a group of m- multinational uh this i guess they're supposed to be comic relief yeah do they say any jokes uh, uh the um british guy um he says toast <laughs> he says oh, toast i can't remember what the joke was but he mentions toast and yeah the food toast so. or like uh, a toast yeah, yeah to... no like the food toast in, oh. a, in a sort of context where it wouldn't you wouldn't normally mention toast not like we're toast because oh, these storms. Yeah, no, he didn't say that. You sure he didn't, Nick? Nope. Well, do you, were you thinking of toast because <laughs> you wanted to eat some? It, well, I did have some food straight afterwards. So <laughs> you <it's>, did? <laughs> you, we went straight to get pita pit before we came here. Did you get your pita pit toasted? Uh, uh, I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much? I, I think we've solved this mystery. Hey, but Nick, the real mystery is... <laughs> well, Nick, here's my problem. Uh, one of the main characters was a big steak. <laughs> And instead of dialogue, he went, blah, 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 blah. Did you find this, Nick? Yeah. If if the writer of Geostorm is listening, maybe temper what we're saying with the fact that we were quite, hu- I was quite hungry when I was watching <laughs> Um, So, hey, this Geostorm is getting bad because it blows up uh, a bit of Hong Kong. Not a storm, though. Just hot. Yeah, they... They tease it. They tease you with a little, you're like, oh, here comes a storm. They even have, like, the fire sort of almost turns into a tornado, and then you're like, nah, just yeah. a... It gets cold again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Hong Kong, a bit of Hong Kong falls down, but not, like, this scene must take 45 seconds. Mm. It's, like, not a big, cool action yeah. scene. And then we're right back to um, checking, checking emails. Checking emails. Hey, like, someone gets an email notification that's like, hey, Hong Kong fell down. <laughs> like, did you read the email? Yeah, it just came through. All right, forward it to me. I'm going to read it right now. And Gerard Butler's just furious about stuff. And um, but there's yeah, as you said, there's no no one really knows what's happening. Um, and I don't mean to the geostorm. I mean at any one point, like nobody delivers their lines like they know why they're saying them. No one at all seems like an authority on anything <laughs> in this film. The the five main characters are like. The, the scientists, the multinational scientists on the space station are supposed to be the best scientists in the world. And they're constantly asking each other very expositionary things like, what's that? <laughs> Which you'd like to think they already know the answer to on this ship. They don't. No. None Ger- of them have any idea how any of the space equipment works. <laughs> Not even Gerard Butler. Who built it. With his own... There are... There are... Um, there are. This, do you understand that there are satellites covering the entire? Are we to make, to make it sound like there's just like 
satellites around the world. There's a web of satellites around the world, which must be, each one looks like it's probably like, say, 500 meters long. I don't know how many satellites that is, but there must be like 100,000 satellites, yeah. right? Like, at least. Well, Jerry Butler himself said that a certain type of satellite they had, like a specific subgenre, there were about 2,000 of. I mean, it's just, it's just so many satellites. I'd say too many. I, what? I don't know case, what to say about it. You're, you're trying to come up with, I, I think it was, I guess, creative, uh, a creative idea from the writers or from, or from Jared Butler himself. How do you defeat uh, a giant storm if it's coming in? Um, uh, well, I would have thought with another storm. You'd make storm your own... fight. Very good. So uh, you'd... Like you, you, or like maybe you, you put a storm um, over the horizon out in the ocean that's sort of got long, flowy hair and like a oh, nice dress on. A sexy storm. Yeah. The, so the storm is like, and then like, you know, follows it out to sea where it's not going to hurt anyone. That's very good. I'd create a giant teacup. Oh, and storms naturally sort of go. <laughs> Gravitate. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would never have thought to put a web of satellites because just because I would I would say someone would suggest it and I'd say no that that can't be done <laughs> too many that can't be done get a sexy storm wearing a dress <laughs> to hang out out just outside of the atmosphere, um. So yeah, the, 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 and the, the, there's like the satellites shoot little bullets, right? And I think storm wasn't bullets. the science that they kind of create the opposite reaction to the. So when there's a wind, the bullets go down into the wind and shoot. What's the opposite of wind? Uh, What's the opposite of wind? <laughs> <Nick>? <laughs> uh, not wind, right? Like, yeah, I or guess. a wind going the other way. <laughs> wind going the other. That's how you solve solve a geostorm. I mean, they really didn't cover any of this in the first half of the movie. <laughs> they just kept talking about. Um, I bet in the second half they realized wind going the other way. <laughs> It's the big solution to it all. But that would mean everyone on the planet's face would stay the same. What? You know, when the wind changes direction. Oh, yeah, right. Your face stays the same if you're doing a funny face. <laughs> Nick, you know this. <laughs> Sorry, I do know this. <laughs> I do know this. Um, Maybe that explains Jerry Butler's... Because Jerry Butler has like a bad face in yeah. this film. He's not... He, just, he looks tired. He looks... Grubby, <laughs> tired, his hair is greasy. You get the sense that that wasn't a character choice that they were like. No, like I, you feel before each shot, they're like, Jared, we can, we can just put some powder on your face. Like, yeah, you had a rough night last night. <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, I, I, no, he, yeah, he looks really worse for wear the entire time. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna posit the theory that during his climate science work and it was a character choice by him the wind changed after when he was hung over and now he looks hung over i am gobsmacked that that is not a joke that they put in the movie (laughs) (laughs) they they tried to put jokes in the movie they had there's the um what let's play a game try and remember the one joke the um mexican robotic scientist said um so he's like, my name's Hernandez. I do robotics. And then he said a joke. And then he said, am I fired now? Oh, he said, uh, you look old. You look old. You look, you really look old and ugly. Uh, and then and then he said, you look 
Sorry, I'm just. It's just that your face looks different to how many years you've been alive or something. That's right. He's onto it. He was criticizing Gerald Butler's appearance. He's the only person that did it in the whole film. Yeah. Everyone else acts like he's a handsome hero. <laughs> um, yeah, he's not. He is not handsome. Is he good at climate science? Um, we, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we were offered so little in this film. Oh, God. So little to work with. I think we just have to find out what happens in the second half, Nick. Okay, yeah. Let's just get to it. Yeah. I have nothing more to add. <laughs> Before we do that, shall we check in with our old friend, Mr. Cromwell? Absolutely. This is a live in Cromwell, a segment where each week we check in on beloved character actor James Cromwell to make sure that he's still alive and, and still Cromwell. Cromwell. Uh, and look, I was a bit worried because uh, he hasn't tweeted in two weeks, which is unusual for James. Deeply. Um, so I quickly checked uh, news and apparently, according to peoplesworld.org he the stars aligned to remember dark time in u.s history i mean this sounds like classic james cromwell bait um he apparently he attended a celebrity packed event marking the seventh 70th anniversary of the hollywood blacklist at the writers guild theater in beverly hills um the blacklist was uh the mccarthyism right that's when all the communists the people were supposedly somebody the writers supposedly associated with the Communist Party. Were That's right. Yeah. Um, so he was there to, to to remember that. Um, along what with, side of history you reckon he's on with that? Um, I, I'm going to say the right side. He's not often on the wrong side. Yeah. Which is the the left side. The communists. Yeah, they're the wrong side. <laughs> uh, he was there with uh, Richard Dreyfus. Oh, Rosario great. Rosario Dawson. Ooh. And oh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Who do you reckon James Cromwell's top? Two Hollywood friends are. Oh, this is good. Um, okay. Uh, I bet he's good friends with ooh, Judy Dench. I bet they get on oh, great. They would love each other, wouldn't they? Oh, be, stop being silly, James. I can't help it. <laughs> oh, James, off to another protest again, I suppose. Well, you know me. I love protests. Well, be back before supper. <laughs> what are we having? A tea. And? Not meat again, I keep telling you. But you love bacon, James. Do try it. No. Okay. And scene. Who else is his friend? Well, I said one, you say one. Oh, okay. Uh, one of his friends is a, a cowboy hat. So his friends in Hollywood are was, Judy Dench and a cowboy hat. Yes. Out of all the all the celebrities, all the stars in the sky, you we do a movie podcast, and you couldn't think of another celebrity, so you said a cowboy hat, like an empty cowboy. Hat. I was trying to think of an iconic Hollywood celebrity, and I was thinking Hollywood in my brain, <laughs> beloved. Beloved American yeah. Hollywood star cowboy hat. <laughs> As seen in films with cowboys. Yeah. All the classics have a cowboy hat. And sometimes like a gambler from Las Vegas. Yeah. Sure. 
Like the one in Austin Powers. <laughs> That's the one James Cromwell's friends with. It's me, James Cromwell. It's my birthday today. I'm going to have a birthday party with my two friends, Judy Dench and Cowboy Hat. Hello, James. Waiter, two, three seats <laughs> at your finest, finest table, please. Uh, one for my good friend, Judy Dench, and one for, I don't believe I need to say his name, Cowboy Hat. Oh, certainly, James. I, I recognize the Cowboy Hat, of course, from such films as Stagecoach, uh, True Grit. It's an honor to have you here at our restaurant. Well, when we're at the restaurant, we're just friends. I know we're big stars, but we would like to enjoy our supper uh, uh, in peace. Oh, so, so Myself, me. Judy Dench, and this cowboy hat. Now, I noticed when you were impersonating James Cromwell there, you did kind of a southern accent. I went southern, yeah. Do you reckon he puts that on around, around the, cowboy? the cowboy hat? Certainly he does. And Judy Dench is like, James, why are you speaking of that southern drawl? I'm just get nervous around noted Hollywood legend Cowboy Hat. People do that often, you know, if you spend enough time around other people, you adopt their accents. So that's what... So everything makes sense. <laughs> yeah, Nick. This has been Alive in Cromwell. Welcome back. When we left Gerard Butler, he was flying around in space. Yep. <laughs> Wasn't he, Nick? He sure was. And and he what was had, he doing? He had well, just describe to me exactly what he was doing when we I'm left. Trying, all right, okay. You he, don't remember. He had just told his brother that there was a conspiracy in the form of a secret message about. Uh, he's told his brother a fishing anecdote, which was actually a coded message saying conspiracy at the of the highest degree. Mm-hmm. So he knows there's a conspiracy on board. We don't. The audience doesn't. But Jerry Butler sure does. Well, we what well, we do know who the audience who did it. Oh no, we know that there was. No, he, one. I don't think he knows who did it. Do oh, so he just knows there was one. Yeah, that's no fun. <laughs> well, he needs to find out who who did it then. Nick. He sure does. <laughs> well, <laughs> do you know where he's going to check his emails? <laughs> and uh, so Jerry Butler heads to his computer. He sits down, opens up his space computer, uh, logs in, and the first thing he's got to do, James Lawson. Oh, yeah, you can write in the password. He's forgot it. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time since it's been up in space. Well, uh, so he clicks um, on into your question. Yeah. And the secret question comes up to him. Yeah, and it's like, it's which is your favorite satellite? <laughs> and, and to be honest, there's what? How many, Nick? Yeah, it's a trick question. He knows the answer. It's all of them. <laughs> so he writes in all of them, and he gets his password, which is... Satellites... <laughs> It should have been clear from the beginning. His <laughs> password is satellites. He writes it's also on it. a post-it note on his computer as well. So yeah, don't is forget, it? Gerard. But he's hungover. Or does he just look that way? We'll soon find out. Uh, so he writes in satellites. Yeah. And his emails open come up. emails. Yeah. And there's so many emails in there, Nick. There's a few. Well, he's yeah. got to go in the search, doesn't he? And searches for conspiracy. Yeah, he types in conspiracy. Oh, and there's a lot of emails about conspiracies going around. <laughs> a lot of uh, he, he forwards a few chain letters. Yeah, um, and then he finds a secret document that says um, conspir- for conspiracy friends, um, and then in brackets says don't show 
uh, James Lawson. Oh, how'd he get? How'd they get emailed to him? Guess what? They accidentally sent it to him. Oh, they did. They um, reply all. Yeah, <laughs> they were talking about him, and they actually sent it to oh, him. Oh man, I hate when you do that. Um, and he and uh, he he looks to see who it is. Mm-hmm. It's his brother. What? Yeah, his brother's behind all this. Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> So, so he immediately goes and calls his brother and has another conversation from uh, in the room where he has this fishing conversation. Yeah. And he has to speak to his brother in code. Yeah. So here's, here's the code. Okay. <clears throat> Other Bray. Uh, uh, what? They, they, James. Uh, a conspiracy case. Something seems to be wrong with the transmission. Uh, brother, I... Please pay. I can't understand. Here, Tay... Zay, conspiracy K. Well, this is garble, garble, garble garbage to me. And and his brother ends the transmission, and his brother takes the transmission to his friend, who's a, a secret hacker, and he says, "Now, is there some code in here that can you crack it?" Um, and she, uh, she says, "I think what's happening is at the end, he, your brother somehow is putting the ends of words, uh, the beginnings of words, at the end, and adding a y." Yeah. And um, it turns out that what he's saying was... There is a conspiracy. He's kind of repeating himself uh, from before. And to be well, honest... fine. I don't know why he said his brother. His brother's the one behind the conspiracy. So <laughs> the whole thing was a big mistake. Yeah. Um, well, he's not the brightest tool at the shit, no, is he? he's a fucking idiot. He doesn't know how... <laughs> he just loves satellites. To be honest, he tricked... And and here's and here's another conspiracy which slowly starts being revealed that they're going through his files because they they the brother needs to stop Joe Butler before any of those kids had a control you know he doesn't want anyone finding out about his conspiracy but he uncovers a conspiracy of his own Jared Butler lied about going to Klamath College <gasps> he never went he never went he just loves satellites so much well, he doesn't know anything about the weather no he just and wants... then he's like well, of course and, and that makes like, of course like shooting. Storms with bullets don't make any sense. <laughs> it should never have worked. No, it should never be that. It should have been a sexy storm across across in space uh, to draw the storm to the sexy storm. For some reason, the world trusted this man. And Gerard's end game was just to put as many satellites in space as he could. Yeah, he loves them. Here's the question, though. What kind of love is it? Well, I think for most of them, it's sort of a, a paternal... You know, they're his uh, sons. Cre- yeah, they're all his sons, apart from one of them. What? Who's his wife? Oh yes, of course. So the he loves International Space Station. But the the his whole gra- his greatest love of all. Oh, man, this is the, the, it's like the equivalent of him of a sexy storm, mm. but it's a sexy woman. But instead of a woman, it's, it's space, a satellite it's a space station. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's 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 very unhappy about the other people being in there. So he he kills them all. He blows them all out into space. Jeepers creepers. Yeah. Um, the brother contacts Gerard again and says, um, uh, good a goo, good a gooing, good a guess, uh, good a good a gatolite, good a gant, good a good, good a gore, uh, good a goring, good a gorms. And Gerard has no idea what this means. No, so he, no, absolutely and no. And he way. goes to see the hacker, but bad news, he's blowing the hacker out oh. of the ISS. Yeah, uh, but he, um, so he has no idea. What he was actually saying is, uh, I know that you're uh, in love with the satellite. <laughs> satellites. I know satellites aren't good at destroying storms. Yeah. And so what we've got here is two conspiracies going on. But what's the conspiracy with the brother, Nick? Have we found that out? Um, yeah. It's uh, he's um, 
he uh, is jealous. Yeah. Um, of Gerard Butler's. Um, he he really wants he, he basically he loves Gerard Butler's daughter. He wants to be uh, a father to Gerard Butler's daughter. Uh, he thinks Gerard Butler is a bad dad, which is fair enough because he just went to space. He he abandoned his daughter to go marry a satellite. <laughs> this is parenting one hundred and one. Um, and so he sent, but he so he sort of allowed Gerard Butler to go up in space so that he can be with uh, uh, Gerard Butler's Gerard daughter Butler's down daughter. on the Earth. Oh my goodness! Well, it kind of seems as long as there's no big geostorm coming mm. that uh, this could kind of work out because that Max, the brother, gets to raise the kid on Earth. Jerry Butler gets to have his weird satellite wife like, mm. away from everywhere where it doesn't affect anyone else. Mm. Maybe they should just let this be. But bad news, guys. Uh-oh. There's a big geostorm coming. No. And Jared Butler is now too in love with the satellite. He's preoccupied. And the bullets, there aren't enough bullets to shoot the new storm that's coming. Here's how big the storm that's coming is. How big? Five storms. What? Yeah. It's and now this is two more storms than a perfect storm. Yeah, yeah. No, as we all know, a perfect storm is, uh, is three. A storm in a teacup is one. Ah, uh, okay. And Storm from X-Men, just two. Oh, she's a woman. <laughs> and so the storm is five storms big. Five storms, yeah. How yeah. many storms deep? Uh, it's about three and a half. Oh, yeah. Three and a half yeah. deep. This is a pretty big storm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's 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 whirling around. Mm. And it's it's coming straight for London. Wow, Whoa. That's, that's a good city. We don't want to lose yeah, that one. No. Um, In Boston, a phone rings. Hello? I'm on it. Guess who it is? <gasps> Mark Wahlberg. What? From the perfect storm. <laughs> I thought he drowned. <laughs> he survived. Oh, he survived. <laughs> and he's been chasing storms ever since. Yeah. He's the ultimate storm chaser. Um, guess who else gets called? Hello? Wait, who is it? Bill Paxton. Oh my God, from Twister? <laughs> yeah. He's he's there. Uh, hello? Who's this? John Cusack. What? From the, the day after tomorrow? Is that right? No. 2012. 2012. Yeah. Who's Who's in the day after tomorrow? Who's in the day after tomorrow? Is it, um... Who's uh, in the uh, day after tomorrow? Dennis Quaid, right? Dennis Quaid. Brr, brr. He's there too. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Any women? Um, no. <laughs> oh, uh, Helen, was it Helen Hunt and, um, and Twister? She's in Twister. Twister? Yeah. yeah, she can come. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> there's, room in, there's room for one more. In the van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Scooby-Doo mystery van, yeah. but it's got pictures of storm tornadoes on it. Yeah, yeah. But they're all the, all the types of storm chases. Oh, but, there's other, but it's every... Because this is a geostorm, Nick. Oh, it's, so it's every type of storm. It's every type of storm. So every type of natural um, disaster. Um, brr, brr, hello? Who's it's, that? It's Dante. <gasps> <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what it's called? Is he Dante? What? Is, is that Pierce Brosnan? Pierce Brosnan from Dante's Beach. <laughs> it's me, The Rock, from San Andreas. Oh, wow, he's there. Fantastic. They'll need him. Um, brr, brr. Hello? <laughs> It's me, Dante. Oh, from Dante's Peak. <laughs> no, Dante from Volcano. Oh. Volcano came out at the same time as Dante's Peak. It's Tommy Lee Jones from Volcano, whose character is also called Dante. I assumed. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's me. It's Bruce Willis from Armageddon. Oh, gosh. We'll, we'll need him. Do here. you need me? <laughs> yeah. G- g- uh, please hop on board. Uh, Hello? It's me, Morgan Freeman from Deep Impact. Oh, well, I don't know. We've already got Bruce Willis. I'm not sure he's going to be that stoked to have you. Uh, I, th- I think they need... They need they all right, need. all right. Jump in the van. Okay. Is there any room for any more in the van? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, um, uh, 
Mm. I know, I can't think of a single brr, brr. Hello? Hello? Oh, who's this? Uh, the wind. Can the wind come? Yeah. Well, uh, you're a bit part of the problem, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Get away, he's, he's scrapping and a little that was, that's, that's why this is the best team, Nick. Yeah. Because this team, they knew not to let the wind come. Because that's... <laughs> <laughs> so they get in their van, um, and they drive <laughs> from Boston yeah. to the coast. Yeah. Of London. <laughs> Well, you see, um, the geostorm has caused an ice road to open between yeah. London and America. And so many truckers. <laughs> it's, covered, it's covered in truckers. There's a big traffic jam of ice road truckers all the way to London. But they, they get there uh, just in time yeah. for the storm. Just in time to be hit by the a storm five storms big and three storms deep. And um, it it just destroys, <laughs> destroys their van. Uh, yeah. And they're nothing without their van. No, the van is where they keep all their um, costumes, <laughs> cool gadgets. What's their costume? It's like... It's um, because they've got a uniform, this Yeah, game. it's like yeah. the different colours of the storm, but it's all grey. Okay. Uh, all like different shades of grey. And sunglasses. And sunglasses. And, a, and like a rain jacket. <laughs> wow. Uh, but they don't have any And they've that. got those umbrellas that don't blow inside out. Oh, those are so good. Yeah, they're yeah. top of the line. Yeah, well, unfortunately. <laughs> Spend no expense. Yeah. But they might not blow it out, but they certainly blow away <laughs> when not being held uh, when a storm destroys the van. Yeah. So they're just sitting, they've got no van. They are done for. Uh, and and to be honest, Max and uh, Jerry Butler, totally preoccupied. They haven't been any part of this, have they? No. Um, uh, when? <laughs> Who should appear? <laughs> Who should appear? But star of... Uh, disaster movies from the start of Hollywood till now. Um, unsung hero, cowboy. <laughs> Riding, as he always does, on top of a cowboy boot. Uh, an American hero, a true legend. Wow. Um, he rides out of the storm, um, behind him towing a sexy storm. Uh, oh, thank God. Uh, five stories deep and five stories wide. Um, Storms. Storms. Oh, five storms. Sorry. Stories is how we measure houses, Nick. Uh, measure a storm by storms. And it's wearing um, a long blonde wig. Wow. Um, and it's got a, a like a, a strapless dress. Marilyn Monroe's dress. Another great actress <laughs> from Hollywood. And Cowboy Boots is well, nothing as it you know, mm. but um, says everything. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's with a strong stare. And uh, some say. The image of Marilyn Monroe getting her dress blown up by um, by the wind is one of the sexiest images in Hollywood history. Wait till you see the wind itself wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress. Uh, no storm or indeed man could resist that. <laughs> and the storm draws uh, the the sexy storm draws the uh, uh, other storm into the ocean, but it also draws all of the men uh, from the, all of the storm chasers because yeah. they have never seen a storm. So the only person who can resist its charms is Helen Hunt. Yeah. Um, she watches as the men all swim out to sea to certain death following the storms. Big old boners. Keep um, them afloat. And she, and just as, and as the wind dies down, the van drops right down next to her and she goes, <laughs> she flips, twirls the keys in her hand and says, huh, uh, my turn. And she gets to the van <laughs> and <laughs> drives off to start her own uh, uh, t- team of storm chasers who are uh, women. 
<laughs> Sounds very progressive. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, in space, Jared Butler is kissing a satellite. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you, satellite. He's dropped his accent. He's given up acting. <laughs> it turns out Jared Butler himself just, just is in love with the satellite. Yep. Um, and as he kisses the satellite, he he forgot to, because he's killed everyone on it, he um, forgot to uh, set, reset the orbit and it slowly drifts away um, into space. Into deep, deep space uh, where he is killed by Samara from the ring. <laughs> um, wow. For sure, let us hope that's what happened in that second half. <laughs> um, Geostorm. One of the worst films we've ever seen. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think something amazing might have happened. We go, we go, well, we go, do we have to go back now? Do we have to go back now? <laughs> I suppose so. Oh, gosh. That was nonsense. Um, yeah. I mean, what we did was good. Oh yeah, no, really good. We really we really saved that movie <laughs> in a big way. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Walkout Boys. Uh, it's a pleasure to bring you quality content like this. Um, and if you've enjoyed it, please rate us on iTunes or tell some about it. Mm, and make sure you check out all the other podcasts on the Little Empire Podcast Network, which we are so proud to be a part of. We'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>